Hello again, everyone. Thank you for joining us for a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. I hope everyone's having a great summer so far. And as you all know, summertime is festival season in Fort Wayne, so I hope you are able to get out and experience some of our community celebrations at this time of year. Now, this is episode number 98, recorded on Friday, June the 9th, 2023, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. On today's show, I'm excited to welcome the City of Fort Wayne's Director of Community Development, Nancy Townsend. In her role, Nancy leads and oversees several community building and community changing projects, many of which we'll talk about today. Now, she's been at the forefront of many of our initiatives, including riverfront development and downtown revitalization, just to name a few. I think our listeners are really going to enjoy hearing what Nancy and her team are working on. So, Nancy, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you, Mayor. It's a privilege to be here. Well, I've got about a dozen questions that I want to go through, and we've got uh, all kinds of time. Uh, our, in fact, we get complaints from our listeners that our podcasts aren't long enough. So uh, let me start off uh, with a fun one that just uh, just happened the other day, and that was uh, the Pillars of Hope and Justice Monument uh, honoring the contribution of Dr. Uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, as many people know, about 50 years ago or so, 60 years ago, he was in Fort Wayne uh, just about this time. And he gave a speech at the uh, at the shrine, and it was shortly after that that he gave his famous speech in, in Washington D.C. Just a few months later, uh, that was back in 1963, and uh, uh, of course, obviously, um, he was assassinated in, in 68. Uh, but uh, over the years, we've recognized that this was a this was an important event for Fort Wayne, and we should recognize. Uh, his presence in our city. So uh, that's what I've come up with. Uh, is, does, that, does that coincide with, with your uh, impression of how all this came about? Yes, it does. I mean, obviously, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was, you know, one of our country and actually, you know, arguably world's, mm -hmm. you know, most important change leader, change agent, um, and, you know, winning you know, justice through, you know, nonviolence. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Pillars of Hope uh, and Justice commemorates, as you said, his June 5th, 1963 speech here uh, in Fort Wayne that was given at the former uh, Scottish Rite Auditorium. Mm -hmm. um, and I think um, a lot of this idea, you know, you know, came from, well, I mean, Mayor, as you know, you established the uh, Public Art Commission. Mm -hmm. And um, the idea of the, the public realm in our community and public space and, and public art um, you value um, obviously and and community development um, is the division kind of leading that effort and staffing the public art commission uh, that you've established and they've done a lot of meaningful work all over the community mm -hmm, um, different sculptures paintings um, murals all kinds of things and so um, they were tasked with um, you know leading a charge to determine how best to commemorate Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, speech here 60 years ago. Um, and so um, with certainly and obviously your support and with um, uh, involvement from Councilwoman Michelle Chambers, Councilman Rochelle, um, who helped 
you know, council uh, with funding. You um, came up with more funding and other uh, important people in our community help help fill the gap and the need for that um, nearly three hundred thousand um, dollar piece. Um, that's that's gorgeous. It's at the northwest corner of uh, Main Street and Ewing Street and and, and beautiful downtown. Just a, a really a block north of where he gave the speech. And so. Um, the Public Art Commission um, worked with Recite Group, I think a group from Philadelphia, after a long search, and they just, they just you know, helped build and develop a really beautiful. And it's certainly beautiful at night, too. It, mm -hmm. it is lit up mm -hmm. at night, so you might be able to drive by and, and see it during the day, but you owe it to yourself to come back at night and see the, uh, the lighting part of it. Yeah. Uh, but it is a, a great uh, contribution to a, the assets of, of downtown, so. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Thank, thank you to you and your staff for being a part of that. Obviously, nothing happens downtown unless Nancy Townsend approves it. Well, so. I'm just uh, the person with a huge team that helps implement <laughs> it. But uh, yeah, in a big help, the, the Public Art Commission obviously yeah, yeah, had a huge a great role. Job. And, uh, it was really fun to hear the comment from um, Martin Luther King III, uh -huh. um, son, say that uh, he's been to uh, commemorations all over the country and world, he mm -hmm. pointed out. And uh, he found this one to be unique yeah. to all yeah. of them, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, he told that was me really that. Cool to hear. They told me the same thing privately that uh, this was very, very unique, nothing like it, which yep. is which is neat. It's really fun. Oh, let's move on to another part of downtown, and that's uh, Promenade Park. Uh, obviously, several years ago, we decided that an additional park along the river. Uh, was, was something that uh, uh, we felt would make a, a tremendous statement uh, in Fort Wayne, uh, primarily because for decades we fought our rivers and we've tried to push them back and we built levees and built dams and tried to, to push all of our water um, downriver and flood somebody else. Uh, and it just didn't work. Uh, over, over the decades we've spent hundreds of millions of dollars trying to come up with different alternatives to to uh, uh, fight high water events in our community but even with all that we still flooded and finally uh, we woke up and said you know we're never going to beat mother nature so why don't we em embrace our rivers rather than fight our rivers and thanks to the work that you've done uh, you and your staff uh, we now have a park downtown, Promenade Park, which I hope all of our listeners have had a chance to visit. Uh, but that effort uh, is continuing. Promenade Park is only phase one. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what's what's going on and, and, and what's next for Riverfront? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, and to your point, uh, it, it's, you know, we're been very focused over the decades of flood control and reducing the amount of flood damage. And then, you know, here in the last 15 years, as you know, we've looked at peer cities, work with you and other leadership here, um, determined that, you know, hey, not only can, can we protect people, keep them safe from flooding, it could turn into an attraction for private investment and, you know, quality of place improvements. And so um, Promenade Park certainly does that. Parks Department, world-class, world-class uh, people doing world-class things. They continue to program. Uh, promenade park and river activity so that will that work will continue um and then uh, the next thing we have coming is what we're calling phase two of the public space of riverfront i'm um, really excited about that um 
one piece of it is nearly nearly done and it's a piece that will connect Promenade Park directly with Headwaters Park um, and it's in front of the um, very gorgeous and very beautiful Riverfront Promenade mm-hmm. multi, uh, multi-use project and then phase the, the other part of phase two um, will be on the north bank of the river um, from uh, generally from uh, Well Street clear to uh, the Martin Luther King Bridge on um, Clinton and it's going to include a lot of the same elements you know the community has said this is what they like and so we're going to continue to give it to them um, you know gathering place esplanade there's going to be activities for families a boulder mound a hammock grove um, we're going to continue the very very popular and very very cool treetop canopy trail mm-hmm. um, it's going to be probably twice as long we're adding as what exists today um, and um, it's going to be, you know, between 35 and $40 million, and, uh, you know, that'll be, you know, that'll be under construction here late summer, early fall. And some of that money is coming privately. We do have a, yes, it is. a foundation or an endowment set up uh, so that people can actually give money yeah. to the city to, mm-hmm. help, to help build this, this additional attraction. One of the things, too, in Phase 2 um, is that we are now open for private investment. Phase one was a public park, paid for by, by our citizens, uh, and we take care of it as we should. Uh, phase two is a continuation of that, as you said, but also we're open to partner now with the private sector so they can offer you know, maybe hospitality offerings or something like that, and, and I think there are some on the way. Yeah, we've had uh, so much interest. Um, even the, the completion of Promenade Park has, has got a lot of attention from developers and investors. Um, that, in addition to just all the amazing work that we've done downtown, you know, we've had about a billion dollars of investment in our downtown over the last you know decade or 15 years. And we honestly believe um, with with the momentum we have going as a community and even a region that we will see another billion dollars of investment um, in downtown and along riverfront on the north and south side of the river. Um, all kinds of things that w- we hope for, um, lots of developers interested in, in, in more housing, more apartments. That's really critical. Rooftops um, is an R in high demand. Housing continues to be a, a mm-hmm. housing and parking seem to be the two uh, yeah. concerns that, I, that cross my desk on a pretty, pretty regular yeah. basis. Besides riverfront development which again takes up a significant amount of your time and understandably so there are other things going on Uh, a couple of recent projects uh, was the Pontiac Street Market uh, and the lofts at Headwaters Park let's talk about Pontiac Street Market first Uh, many of our listeners uh, I'm sure not aware of the fact there is really no comprehensive food offerings uh, east of Clinton Street. Uh, all of your major supermarkets and major offerings of, of variety of foods are, are either north, uh, south, southwest, northwest, uh, and, and, and northeast, but really nothing out southeast. Uh, so I know through your efforts and your staff and the, the, the community, uh, you put together uh, a food offering. Do you want to explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, uh, the Pontiac Street uh, Market is, um, happy to say, is under construction. It's going to be located at 918 East Pontiac. It's uh, we're an adaptive reuse uh, of an existing building, and we're doing an, an addition onto it. And um, 
this work is being completed, um, you know, with the, your leadership and commitment, strong, strong commitment um, to wanting to put a, a grocery, uh, particularly in Southeast and maybe a couple other places in our community. <laughs> um, but, you know, where, where there isn't the, ac the, the reasonable right. access right. Uh, to fresh foods. And so um, we were able to partner with um, another community, you know, I'm going to say giant, you know, um, in our here at Parkview Health Systems, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, their interest and goal is, is the health of our citizens, our community, the people they serve, and, you know, working with them, and, and I know in talking with you, you know, I've really learned how important nutrition is to just health. It impacts things that we see that are concerns that you've talked about for years in our community, whether it's the obesity, um, diabetes, mm -hmm. infant mortality. I mean, these things, there's a direct line, I've learned, um, to nutrition right. um, and the lack of. And yeah. so probably of, of all the things I've had the privilege and opportunity to work on in my years here with the city, um, this is probably one of my favorites. And it, uh, it's, it's coming through. It's under construction. It'll be open uh, this fall, and we'll be able to get our Thanksgiving uh, groceries there. <laughs> I'm terribly excited about it mm -hmm. as well. And what's also kind of neat, a little side uh, note, is that we're also re-landscaping Pontiac Street right in front yeah. of the uh, grocery store uh, all the way down for several blocks. So right now that, that area is all torn up, but uh, it'll be finished uh, hopefully this fall or, or late fall. Yes, it will. And uh, uh, it'll be a, a tremendous addition to an area that's been recognized for some time as kind of a food desert area. And to be able now to, to bring access, as you said, to, to fresh fruits and vegetables and so on, I think it's, gonna, it's really gonna be a powerful uh, statement uh, from our city. Uh, Going back to, to Riverfront uh, for a second, there's also a, another project. Uh, we talked about housing a few minutes ago, uh, and that's uh, the lofts at Headwaters. Uh, for those unfamiliar with that particular development, that's right next to Club Soda. That big old, big old hole in the ground that's been there yes. for a while. Uh, and I know it's aggravating to a lot of us, but uh, we've gone through a rather difficult time as many people know as far as having access to capital access to money and the price of money has gone up significantly in fact correct me if i'm wrong on this but i think the original project was around 70 million and now it's up to about 100 million yep that's right so uh the developer uh you know had to come up with another 30 million dollars in order to make this thing work and he did it uh it took him a while and that's why there's been kind of a delay there uh, besides a, a few other environmental things and so on, but the the, uh, the supply chain uh, and and the cost of goods, the cost of money, really uh, became a challenge for that particular project. But it, it has now turned around. Do you want to explain what's going on at, at uh, the lofts? Yeah, yeah, really a, a great project, and uh, happy to say that. Um, it was impacted by COVID, but was not a victim of COVID. And I think that goes to, um, you know, and I, I don't say this lightly, um, our ability and, you know, to, to find the right partners and good partners, solid, financially sound um, partners who can weather the storm. And so I think that's one thing we really learned with this project. And, you know, they, Barrett Stokely stuck to it. We stuck to it. So we were able to um, make it happen. And it's, it's going to be, um, you know, um, over 200 uh, apartments downtown. Again, that, that the importance of rooftops and people in our downtown is, is just, you know, uh, 
it, it can't be overstated. It's also going to provide kind of that that very important basic infrastructure, public parking. You know, right now yeah. the project, you know, where it's going, there was uh, you know a, few, a little over two hundred surface parking spaces there, and that was a heavy task for that. Mm-hmm. For that little lot, it supported all of our festivals. It supported a lot of, um, you know, county employee parking, city employee parking, and other businesses. It supports, uh, you know, parking for Club Soda, um, the deck, you know, the gas house there. Anyway, so now that's going to be turned into, uh, I think, some 630 Something plus or like minus that, right. um, parking spots. About three times the size yes, of what we had. Very, yes. very important yeah. asset. And there's going to be some uh, commercial and retail space. It's just a beautiful project. Um, and the too. same developer that did Promenade mm-hmm. uh, it is building this as well. So, and I, it's somewhat similar, uh, but uh, you, you'll definitely be able to tell it was the same same developer. And he's, as you said earlier, uh, he did a magnificent job at Promenade, and I expect this will probably be of the same nature. Yeah, and we're learning with the completion of that project, the other existing. Uh, apartment projects uh, downtown that's demand and interest in living downtown mm-hmm. um, and renting downtown and even owning ultimately downtown which we hope you know we can provide too we'll partner and provide in the future is just um, if you build it they will come and yeah. that's what we've been seeing uh, it I, I you're absolutely right the, the the amount of people that have made the decision to move downtown over the past 10 12 years has been phenomenal uh, and unquestionably, there is a continuing need for for housing and for parking. Yep, yep. The uh, demand for housing yeah. all over our community, all over, but particularly sure. downtown, is, is is real. Well, speaking of that, uh, we've been talking about apartment living and maybe townhome living, but there is also a continuation of single-family homes being built. Now, one section of our city, the southeast quadrant has not seen new housing development uh, as far as, again, single-family dwellings uh, for a long time. Uh, but uh, we got something happening out southeast. Do you want to explain what's going on with Roosevelt Reserve? Yeah, <clears throat> very excited about that. It's a 131-lot subdivision um, on uh, around, I think, 126 plus or minus acres uh, at Tillman and Hessen Castle. Um, a new uh, the developer a new partner for us Jerry Starks we got to, we've got to know him he's 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 been in the housing business for years and he's a um, um, kind of a, a young upcomer here mm-hmm. and we're really excited to work with him about a forty million dollar project and so with that residential um, uh, single family residential subdivision which by the way I think is is what since uh, we haven't had one in the southeast area in the last fifty years fifty years yeah um, which you know again. Um, there's demand there, and we found a developer. Um, he's found some lenders and partners that will help him help him out with that, along with the city coming alongside. And so the subdivision will provide an opportunity. Um, he anticipates homes starting really about $200,000 and up um, in that area. Mm-hmm. There's some different uh, styles of sizes of lots and some that overlook water uh, in some kind of a natural area. So I think it's going to be, you know, a, a pretty interesting subdivision and one people are going to be happy with. And... Um, you know, there's there's high demand for people wanting to live southeast. If they live there now, stay there, and, and some want to relocate to the southeast. And and having that housing choice and that housing That's, stock for ownership yeah. is so important. And I think That's I think true. we'll find that that subdivision is going to be 
going to get built up very quickly. I, and be I, very I, popular. I agree with you. I, I totally agree. And you know, it's it, for years Southeast Quadrant has had kind of a stigma that there's no money out there, that nobody wants to live out there, that there's no hospitality offerings, and, and finally, that's that barrier is beginning mm -hmm. to to uh, to be broken down. Uh, and now with the announcement, well, Starbucks is now out at, in Southtown area, and uh, uh, if all goes well, Corvers will be coming in in a, in a year or so. Uh, so we're finally beginning to make some significant progress out southeast. Long overdue, yeah. and many, many people uh, have wanted it for quite some time, and I appreciate their patience. But uh, um, it's, it's beginning to, to, to show some real movement, and that's, that's a good thing. Uh, We've been talking about new housing, new apartments, and so on, but you know we have several hundred neighborhoods in this community, uh, and some of them are really trying hard to make sure that the uh, the place that they call home, that neighborhood that they call their home, uh, that that they stay as as relevant as possible as far as a positive contribution to the city. And one of the things that we put together is the Neighborhoods Improvement Grant Program. Can you explain that? Yeah, it's a, it's, um, a program growing in popularity, um, certainly in the last uh, five years or so. Last year we had 39 applicants, this year we had 47, and we had to, um, uh, we had to ask you for if we could find yeah. a, a little more money yeah. to help these neighborhoods out who are willing to do work. And it's a, it's a, a grant program, city offers $5,000 to any um, organized I'll say registered neighborhood who who engages their, their the people who live in their neighborhood to come up with a project that's that's an important element um, to making this all successful and so we um, we made some program changes to make it a little easier too for neighborhoods I mean not not everybody has not every neighborhood mm -hmm. has cash they're sitting on that could pay things ahead of time and we reimburse them so right. we, we just have a good program up to five thousand dollars and some of the projects have leveraged, you know, they have put their own money in, and maybe mm -hmm. it, the whole project is $7,000, but um, everything ranging, you know, projects they've done, um, neighborhood identification, you know, signage, mm -hmm. um, landscaping and plantings, which, you know, we found to be very important, you right. know, in our, in our public space, which right. so it's not surprising that they think is important in their neighborhood. Um, benches, um, we've actually had some, you know, do composting education programs well, for people in their neighborhood. Um, and just all over town, I mean, it's, it's um, you know, it's, it's nice. You know, all neighborhoods are equal, um, and this grant program uh, demonstrates that. Um, you know, it, the types of projects vary. There's no, nothing that's excluded, um, you know, if the, if the neighborhood wants to do it. And it, it's just, you know, we found that um, these improvements, you know, year after year when the, when the program is implemented, just make, you know, small but meaningful um, impacts to individual neighborhoods and um, I think it, it helps our connection I mean like um, everything we do you know it's about people um, it's not about things you know it's it's our roads are about the people who drive on them or parking garages are about the people who park in them and, and our neighborhoods are about the people who live in them and um, you know they want you know uh, they want a lot of us want simple things mm -hmm. but and sometimes it's hard to get there you know because it takes some some whether it's financial resources or we also offer resources like, hey, here's a contractor you can call or here's here's some products that are available out there if you want a lighting project or, hey, you, you want a, a particular kind of tree? Our parks department is yep. always you know, completely available um, to help advise. And so 
it's it's a program we just we just love and it's being implemented by the newly formed um, neighborhood planning and activation work group mm-hmm. um, that you very much supported that's in community development led by Dan Basin and um, the work they're doing including the grant program is just something we're really proud of well there's no question uh, you're staying busy uh, in fact I don't see you very often you're out in the mm-hmm. field so much uh, but and this morning we've talked about all types of development going along uh, our riverfront from Promenade Park phase two to to the uh, the new lofts at uh, at headwaters we've talked about the grocery store uh, we've talked about neighborhood improvement programs so a lot is going on in our city uh, have I missed anything that uh, you think that our listeners would want to uh, to hear well I think um, one thing we're working on again you know we have talked about housing but I mean we are looking at you know a way um, to, to really kind of reduce some of the barriers to uh, mm. to allow for more n- new home whether it's owner occupied or uh-huh. rental construction in the city there's some we have a number of lots and neighborhoods um, that are buildable and so we're working with some some um, suppliers and maybe looking at different kinds of housing you know every industry you know innovates mm-hmm. And somebody was telling me, you know, but a lot of the housing construction is done the way we did it 150 years ago. Well, that's true. But there is some innovation that's occurring in the housing industry, you know, whether it's manufactured housing um, and and some other techniques that we're looking into, working with our partners and building department and DPS uh, and our neighborhood people to see, hey, can they can they be a fit here? So we're excited about that. Um, again, really really connecting more with neighborhoods with our yep. with our work group yep. um and there are a bunch of you know all-stars there's five people in that work group because uh neighborhoods are so critical i mean that's that's what we're built around um and so we're offering you know we have a um an inspire neighborhood conference coming up we're, we're doing the neighborhood conference again we did that years ago mm-hmm. um that's september 14th um and it's going to be a, a we're going to have some really um, inspiring guest speakers um, and we really encourage neighborhoods to, to look online. And I think they can um, find out more information on inspirefortwayne.com for that. You know, and working in our neighborhoods, we're, we're, doing, we're partnering with the police department on doing some SEPTED, crime prevention through environmental design, mm-hmm. to help engage and, and make people feel safer. And uh, where we've done that work, we're seeing the, the data, the crime data drop tremendously. And um, that's an important piece. It it really is. I'm glad you brought that up because so many crimes in this community could be avoided if people just took the time to to uh, uh, to figure out where their vulnerability is, whether it's in their housing structure itself, their vehicles, their own person. Uh, Many crimes are avoidable. if you just take the time to think this whole thing through. You also mentioned housing. One of the, uh, one of the recent discussions that we've had that I'm very excited about um, is the building of new homes as far as uh, accessibility. Uh, I know the federal government is very interested in making sure that a lot of the new construction of single-family dwellings or rental properties, too, for that matter, uh, are accessible to wheelchairs, if they're accessible to to uh, uh, the elderly, uh, yeah, everything from from mobility to sight. Uh, there's a lot of different things now being considered as far as uh, enhancements to housing. I know a lot of it is is because the baby boomers are now getting older, <laughs> and they they need uh, uh, to, to take it a little easier on themselves. Uh, but to me, I find that very exciting as well. 
Yeah. Uh, so it's, there's just a lot going on in our city. So Nancy, thank you for all that you do. You know how much your, your division means to me and, and uh, to, to see it flourishing the way it has is just a tremendous uh, uh, compliment, I think, uh, uh, to our city. So thank, thank you. you for that. It's a privilege for me and everyone in community development to be part of this amazing city. Yeah. Well, with everyone, uh, that's all the time we have today. Nancy, thanks again for, for coming to the show, and I want to personally thank you for your hard work. As I mentioned, it's an exciting time in our city, and, and the work that you and your staff uh, uh, do is just, is, again, just unbelievable. I also want to thank you, the listeners, for tuning in today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.